Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. On Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning, it is Election Day across the great state of Wisconsin. Polls open for a little more than an hour already. Close at 8 o'clock tonight. Do not wait to vote. We do have some weather coming through, as Eric just indicated, so we could have some showers and storms around through the afternoon and then possibly severe weather at night. They're saying 8 o'clock, so at least the polls would be closed at that time. But, uh, man, if you you waited to vote, you didn't vote early, and you intend to vote today, you're going to probably want to try to take care of that sooner rather than later so you don't get stuck with something that you're dealing with. Here's what our voting percentages are today. Will we see something even higher? You know, we, we saw a pretty large turnout right for the primary, saw a decent number there. What can we expect today? Wouldn't shock me if this is the highest uh, spring, election, spring election right for a Supreme Court race. And comparing this to 2020, which is the last time we had a seat up on the on the high court just like not a fair comparison because 2020 yeah. was the COVID year. Yep. And so who knows what that number was. You had a reduced number of polling places. People were newly afraid of COVID that was still kind of new and all this other stuff. So, you know, the year over year comparison there uh, is probably not a valid one. But I would expect a high voter turnout for a for a spring general election. Not necessarily. We're not talking gubernatorial numbers. We're not talking presidential election numbers. But definitely higher than probably mm. we're used to. That's just a prediction for, for whatever that's worth. I There are a number of things on your ballot that are not the state Supreme Court race as well. I want to spend some time on that today. There are also some funny things that happened that we got to bring back up. I mean, Eric having admitted that he broke up with someone on an answering machine. I don't know. That's on my list, Eric, that we need to, What? <laughs> we have too much going on today. We might have to, might have to redirect that one for a different day. <laughs> we, well, we have a lot of stuff so that, that I want to get to. But I feel compelled against my own will that we ought to at least get on the record with what's happening with former President Donald Trump and his historic arraignment today. Yeah. So this is what I want to do, um, because I, I admitted last week I'm just personally exhausted of the back and forth of it. I'm exhausted of the supporters of the former president. I'm exhausted of the detractors, people who can't stand them. And and the truth is, we have nothing new to offer you in terms of the substance of the charges against the president today. We will later this afternoon. Yeah, we should of, know later today. What is the evidence against him? What are the charges against him? Like, we don't know until that gets unsealed, and that will be later this afternoon. But I do feel, so I don't want to open the phone lines. I don't want to argue for or against, is it a political persecution, or is it a righteous prosecution, or any of those things, and maybe we'll debate it tomorrow. Because I have nothing, we have nothing new. I just feel like we're running in circles all the time. Yeah. Whether with this case or anything else we talk about with the former president, it's just running in circles, chasing our tail. Like a dog. Like at the end of it, you're like, where did we get? Nowhere. So I'm exhausted by that. But that said, we are News Radio WTMJ. This is a huge event. It's historic. It's never happened before. So I feel like we got to get on record with folks and inform you as to how this is going to go down today. All right. So it will begin later this morning. Just hours from now, in fact, the former president is going to leave Fifth Avenue luxury for this worn down old courthouse used to common criminals. And he will be here to be placed under arrest and then plead not guilty to more than two dozen felony charges. Like, is that Katursky? <laughs> yes. It's worn, worn down uh, courthouse that sees common criminals. It smells like God knows what. He was with us live last week. I love Aaron. Um, so, yeah. So he will leave his Trump Tower penthouse around 1030 Eastern. 
Guarded by a Secret Service detail, as usual, and they expect actually more Secret Service because of this before, during, and after. Right, and they're uh, calling it a motorcade. Yep. We'll arrive uh, at the DA's office around 11 a.m., again, Eastern. Now, once inside and away from the glare of the media... The 76-year-old expected to have his fingerprints taken, but will likely avoid having to pose for a mugshot. So they don't know if he'll necessarily take a mugshot or not. That seems to be something that they don't even release oftentimes when there are ones, apparently. Um, he'll then be ushered into the Manhattan Criminal Courthouse, which is inside the same building as the DA's office for the landmark arraignment hearing. Now, that is scheduled to take place at 2.15 Eastern Time. All the while, law enforcement officials will be hoping that the inevitable swell of protesters outside is not too big or causing too much of a problem. Here's what we got so far, says Aaron Gutierrez. The streets around here are all blocked off. There are a ton of officers, but no sign of any of the protesters that Trump had summoned to his arraignment. Now, after the court appearance, I like this. This is uh, from the Daily Mail, which might only last about 15 minutes. He's going to fly back uh, to Mar-a-Lago. There he is expected to deliver a tub-thumping address. <laughs> tub-thumping. <laughs> little chumba-wumba they're going to play during it. Uh, railing they against might. the criminal case that he's been branded a politically motivated witch hunt. At CNN's latest, they're saying that... The, he may also speak in New York. Yeah, the yeah. former president may speak in New York immediately following... The arraignment and that some of his lawyers are saying they're not real excited about that. Yeah, you got to be careful. They don't want him to say things that could be used against him as they move forward in the criminal case. So whether or not he speaks in New York uh, remains an uncertainty. The other thing that was interesting that I do want us to at least just put out in front of people is there is not going to be video. You are not going to see the former president in court today. Yeah, no cameras. A photographer or two... So still, no still shots, but no, yeah. no video. Yes. No video. And per the judge's order. I don't know if I like that or don't. I have a tendency to not like it. I think the, what we want out of this is total transparency. Right. Because we don't want the American people to feel that this has been filtered through any sort of lens, right? Because any media lens that any of this stuff gets filtered through bears the possibility of the president yep. or... Um, the president's supporters or detractors to say, well, that's Fox News reporting it, so it's not right. Or that's, mm-hmm. well, that's mm-hmm. CNN and they're out to get them. And so yep. if it's any lens that any of this is filtered through has the potential to be criticized as being biased one way or another. So the more transparent this process can be, where we can just look at what actually happened and judge for ourselves, that's going to benefit the American people as we continue to debate this. So I don't know that I like no cameras in there. Why is he saying no cameras? Just he doesn't want the circus or... A little bit more from Aaron. We're not going to see very much of him. He's going to enter through a side door under heavy guard, ride a special elevator up to the 15th floor that will deposit him just steps from the courthouse where he's going to appear before the judge. And that judge declined to allow television cameras inside the room. A few still photographers will be allowed to take some pictures. So, yeah, potentially to prevent any possible comments that are made toward him or toward others or to prevent the possible circus that could ensue from that. Or maybe he just doesn't ever have cameras. Who knows? And typically, so in federal court, there are no cameras and you don't see cameras inside the Supreme Court. You don't see cameras down here at the federal courthouse yeah. inside the courtroom. Which so is a shame because it's, go- it's gorgeous it's, inside there. It's a there. very nice building. It is. There's some nice courtrooms. It's there. not the, what did Katursky call it? The worn down old <laughs> yeah. DA's office <laughs> yes, yes. for common criminals. Just hours from now, in fact, the former president is going to leave Fifth Avenue luxury for this worn down old courthouse used to common criminals. <laughs> Katursky. <laughs> 
for the win. So, no, I mean, so it, when you have a, a federal trial, you don't get to see inside it. And that's the same for the U.S. Supreme Court. It's the same for the Wisconsin State Supreme Court, right? No cameras in our state Supreme Court? Don't think we've had cameras uh, in there. I thought we've had some have feeds we? of that before. I believe we have. Ah, oh, you may be right. I may be. Now I'm, now I'm mixing my, my courts and my justices. Regardless, federal court, you never see it. Oftentimes, you know, your standard basic criminal court, right, you have a pool camera, the, right. the media outlets decide one camera is going to be here, everybody gets to roll on that feed, and then we all share that, and that's how we distribute this out. So you won't see that today. Your coverage plan today here on WTMJ. For which part? we got a lot going on Well, today. right, so what, what are we planning? So we're going to try to take uh, some network coverage of uh, parts of the leading to the arraignment just okay, in right. case there's some action there or some comments that are made. Obviously, when he's in court, uh, that'll be different. Um, and then if we can get charges out, we'll get the charges out, what those look like when that's unsealed. Uh, and then, of course, tonight, I mean, we won't be carrying his speech tonight from Florida. We have too much other, you know, going on. Plus, that's more of a campaign speech anyway. Um, but tonight we got Brewers, we have Bucks, we have election coverage, and we have severe weather. So plenty going on tonight. And we will include the president's comments in our newscasts, and our conversations. Um, Eric's point, absolutely. just we don't take the speech we live in its entirety. We wouldn't break into programming, especially right. a Brewers game for something like that. 822 on Wisconsin's Morning News. That stage is set. Eight twenty-five on Wisconsin's morning news. I'll have more on the election here, the Supreme Court race, and three other questions that are on your ballot coming up in the eight thirty half hour. But we're going to make serious and fun today. I mentioned well, one was I'm going to call it. Uh, you would agree it was a mistake to leave the answering machine message as a breakup <laughs> yes, for a girlfriend. Yes, you would of course. Characterize that as a mistake. I was 17 years old. Okay, so I was a stupid kid. Yes. <laughs> it was a mistake, absolutely. And it's only it's only right that <laughs> I, I that you're bringing this up. That I got roasted at the end of the show for my mistake that happened as a grown man <laughs> doing a radio show. Calling manager Craig Council coach instead of skipper. Yeah. Or just Craig. Or manager or Craig. Yeah. Or Mr. Council. But let's talk about you first. <laughs> Eric revealed this morning that, and this came out of the McDonald's story, where they sent everybody home today. Everyone is working, is that today? Everybody's yes. working from home at McDonald's corporate, and then they're going to let people know who got fired Yeah, while they're at home. And you alluded to that as a breakup, like, hey, I'm just going to break up with you. Yeah, it's like breaking up with somebody via text. <laughs> yeah. I understand Which why Which I bet actually it. happens now, believe it or not. The yeah. Texting, but anyway. My kids have asked me, like, hey, is it like... I had, I don't want to reveal too much, but I had a kid ask me the other day, is it okay to break up with someone on the phone or do you have to do it in person? So they were. Yeah. Face to face, probably the best strategy. Probably the best. Right. Now, I understand maybe it's a, it's a matter of corporate security and workplaces are. The McDonald's you know, thing. They're, uh, they're difficult places right now. You're and giving me so the. You're, it's, oh, it's, you're concerned for workplace violence. Right. 
<laughs> yes. Anyway, no, concerned about workplace violence or something like that. That you know, that in an emotional day, they thought it's better for everybody to get the news at home and then come back in and talk about it. Maybe that's what's behind it. Regardless, I just it, it's impersonal. If I was going to get whacked, I would like them to sit me down in an office and at least tell me to my face. So then I shared with you that when I was a stupid teenager in high school, I made the mistake of breaking up with a girlfriend on her answering machine. Which even outside of the was was that the right way to do it? The tape, <laughs> like there's tape of this. Now you said though it was her answer, so there was no chance. It's, like yeah, she had her own line. Her dad was going to come home and just huh, it wouldn't shock flashing me if, light. I'll play the messages. Knowing Carrie, it wouldn't shock me if she played it for her parents <laughs> to make fun of me them. for it. No. Uh, she she's super great lady, super great. It's just strong, independent girl. Even back then, uh, so I'm sure I, I remember she made she made fun of me for days, weeks, years <laughs> for it because I still knew her years after it happened, and she uh, made. She, <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's Eric. Um, I guess you're not home. Uh, I mean, things haven't been great. I mean, I think we, you and I would both acknowledge that things haven't been great lately. So far, so good. For us. Is that, seriously, am I on the <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> things haven't been going great for us lately. I, you know, we were friends before. Were you friends before? Yeah. And then yeah. you became more than friends? Yeah. Okay. And I kind of, you know, like, just like, missed that when we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like things have been complicated and, and stuff. Like so, uh, let's break up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so take it easy. So, see, so see you tomorrow. It was an angry Eric. Good. Yeah, we're through. No, I wasn't angry. I wasn't angry. Yeah, it's about Eric. It. We're done. <laughs> Just to let you know, you're dumped. Through. So, yes, I was an ignorant, <laughs> naive, stupid little boy, uh, and she reminded me of it for That's years That's awesome. After she did. Fact. She teased you about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. It was, and it was all good. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. I'm Facebook friends with her now. When did you first see her after that? Um, I'm pretty sure the next day at school at some point. So there, was there a follow-up then? There was a like, little bit of awkwardness So you there. got my ma- <laughs> What if she <laughs> yeah, said, like, oh, no, I, I got home late. I didn't see. <laughs> I don't remember. I it wasn't that dramatic. You didn't see your answer to me. You sure you I didn't get any being, message from me? <laughs> oh, well, well, we're broken up now. Can you imagine so you if know. she played dumb? Right. I, I didn't get any oh, message. Oh, that would have been a Could great you? play. That would be a great strategy. Message? No, I didn't see. I mean, my my parents came home. They got home first. I don't. <laughs> so I should. you're saying I should DM her? I heard you bring I, that up earlier, that I, yes. should, I should DM her and ask her? I would like some contact. <laughs> I'd like some further detail from her side. Should I ask her if she still has the tape? <laughs> <laughs> and and how you know, she how intends arrogant. to use that? Can you imagine how arrogant that would be. Of me. Hey, you should got the tape of me when I called tape? you that one time. Yes, Eric. I th- I thought you were going to be famous one day. <laughs> you big loser. So I saved the tape. I guarantee you that if I I bet she'd come on. She's she's a like I said, great lady. I think that's great. All right. Well, that and I called the manager of the Brewers coach today, so I feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, so. And then Tausch made fun of me for it. Double terrible. Eight thirty one on Wisconsin's morning news. Eight thirty-three on Wisconsin's morning news. Number Sean Went texts. Sean, did Eric call Sean Went for advice? <laughs> he did the breakup for me. <laughs> Sean Went has never broken up with anyone. He met his true love and married her instantly. Yeah, 
8.39 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday. Morning polls have been open for a little more than an hour and a half. They close at 8 o'clock tonight. Of course, we have the race for state Supreme Court. Former Justice Dan Kelly versus Milwaukee County Judge Janet Protasiewicz. There are three other things that we're all going to see uh, on our ballots across the state of Wisconsin. The two referendum questions about bail reform that would amend the state's constitution. And these are the more important of the three questions before you because these questions are binding. If the yes vote carries the day, the state's constitution will be amended. The preceding legislative steps have already occurred, and there is no veto power in this for Governor Tony Evers. So if you, if the yes vote carries today, state constitution will be changed. Both questions are designed to expand a judge's ability in Wisconsin to impose larger cash bail to keep potentially dangerous offenders locked up, as opposed to released on bail as they await the next court proceedings and ultimately perhaps a trial. I spoke with one of the co-authors of the legislation. This is State Representative Cindy Duco, Republican Delafield, about those questions. We've heard from judges, well, I'm hamstrung by the law. I don't get to incorporate in my decision things like, is this person going to reoffend? Things like a past criminal history. This is only about, according to the law, about whether or not I can compel this person to reappear in court. And this changes that. Hey, I've been working on this since uh, 2017. And everybody I talk to says to me, you don't already do this. They think it's crazy. A judge should have all of the tools at their disposal. They should know your past criminal convictions. They should be able to take into account how dangerous you are to society when setting bail. Talking with State Representative Cindy Duco of Lake Country. So, Representative Duco, the concern that you sometimes hear from advocates of those who are accused is, well, this is a person who hasn't actually been convicted of a crime. They haven't gone through their full due process. So bail ought be not about anything else other than whether or not they come and reappear in court. Well, I think the biggest job as elected officials is to make sure our community is safe. And I think we learned that with Daryl Brooks. There's a man who was a repeat domestic abuser. He ran over his girlfriend several days prior to the Waukesha parade, and he gets out on $1,000. You can turn on the TV any day of the week and you can see something happen in Milwaukee. There, someone was run over by a car. We had a five-year-old shot, a two-year-old shot. And when you look, they all have a past criminal history. So that's State Representative Cindy Duco, Republican Delafield, about the questions there. So those opposed to the amendment also argue racial and economic disparities as a concern. In fairness to that argument, we talked about earlier, Eric, kind of like that, that creep in South Carolina, Murdoch, who murdered his wife and kid. Guy like that, through the process, has the means to bail himself out. He's uh, all these funds and he gets to sit out where, as they would argue, you know, a poor person who may be wrongly accused is stuck in jail then for how long awaiting each step in the process. So that's the counter argument. The questions are before you, as I stated, a yes vote on the questions means you want judges to be able to consider more things about criminal history, likelihood of reoffending, potential danger to the community when setting cash bail. A no vote is you want cash bail to remain from a legal standpoint, simply an equation as to whether it will compel the accused to show back up in court. That is on your ballot today. Now, there's I mentioned another question. There's an advisory question on the ballot statewide. And you may have a, a local advisory or other things in your community, but the only thing that the only other thing that we're all seeing statewide is this advisory question. And I was honest with Representative Duco about that. I, I don't like advisory referenda. I just think like we send folks to Madison or we send folks to the school board or the town council or whatever you have 
to make our decisions, and we have many ways to inform them as to what we feel. Mm -hmm. And usually advisory referendums, in my opinion, are about other things. And so I just laid that out for her. The advisory question here, here's the question that you're going to see on your ballot. Shall able-bodied, childless adults be required to look for work in order to receive taxpayer-funded welfare benefits? And here's my exchange with Representative Duco on that. As for question three, now I'll, I'll be upfront with you. I'm not a big fan of advisory referendums. I don't know why we have them. I kind of, as a as a citizen and as a voter, I figure I elect you. I send you over there to to Madison if I want to let you know how I'm feeling about things. There are any different number of ways that I can communicate with you as my representative. Why do we need to have advisory referendums anyway? Well, it's simply because we have divided government, and we have put these proposals on the governor's desk, and he has vetoed them. So we're hoping that if, if the people of the state of Wisconsin can say, hey, look, this is important to us, and it passes by 60, 70, 75 percent of the vote, that maybe the governor will join us in saying it's time we got people off the sidelines and back in the workforce. I don't know about you, but I can't drive anywhere where I don't see a help wanted sign. Our restaurants are not open two and three days a week because they don't have the help to be open. So this is going to get people off the sideline, back to work. And I know you work hard and I work hard, and I don't mind helping people that cannot work and that have a problem, but healthy, able-bodied people should be working. You know, I supported my own two kids growing up. I don't need to support other people also. So I think the vast majority of people agree with this, and we're hoping this will get the governor on our side. But now this criticism from Democrats is that this is simply some low-hanging fruit, some red meat, if you will, to try to motivate the conservative base. And you're seeing it going on. I, I live in Milwaukee County. Milwaukee County has put an abortion referendum, an advisory referendum, kind of the same effect in terms of trying to juice the vote one way or another for the state Supreme Court. You're saying it's not that? No, in my, in my personal opinion, I'm trying to get the governor to work with us. We've been trying to get the governor to work with us now for four and a half years. And I think this is common sense. I think the governor probably knows it's common sense, but he's not going to force people back to work. And it's time that we do that. Again, I don't need to pay for anybody else. I've raised two kids. I've paid for those kids. And if you can work, I think you should work. So as I said, in Milwaukee County, you will also see an advisory referendum on abortion that will care. It has no teeth to it. The, the common council or the county board can't change statewide abortion law. And so, again, that it serves to me, it serves no purpose. And I, I think to, to think that if this third question here about childless adults being required to look for work to get taxpayer welfare benefits. If that were to pass 70-30, the governor would all of a sudden say, like, whoa, well, I guess we better, I better sign this. I, I, I that just don't think right. that he'll react Or that if way. it went the other way, 30-70, right. would that change That Republicans either? would then say, like, well, I guess, I guess we'll drop that then. <laughs> right. You're going to have a low turnout election in terms of the full electorate and whether or not that's an accurate picture of where people are. Or, again, if you feel strongly about any of these issues, contact your state representative, your state senator, Especially when you reach out on that smaller level, they'll listen to you. I mean, they may not change their vote or they may not whatever, but they'll listen to you. And I would encourage you to do that if you feel strongly on any of those. But those first two questions on, uh, on bail reform, those are binding. So a yes vote would change our state's constitution today. Polls open till 8 o'clock in Wisconsin. Election day is underway. Let's vote. Come with me. Let's vote officially. Let's vote to make the world a lot better.
Ten minutes before 9 o'clock on Wisconsin's Morning News, Eric now claiming any multitude of women have come back wishing. (laughs) (laughs) You should hear our conversation. All right, I'm off it. We got to talk about the uh, the NASA (laughs) unveil here. Yesterday, they uh, announced four astronauts who will be doing the lunar flyby. Have you ever seen The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? I try not to, but I am aware of it. (laughs) That is what this reminded me of. So, yes, yesterday they announced the four astronauts. It's a celebration going on now. So, Bill Nelson led this charge. He's the NASA administrator. You know who that is? Play it. You got yeah, it? Yeah. Bullseye. It's Bullseye. That guy. Yeah, that's our guy. The NASA. He does have a great voice oh, for and stuff he, like and this. Oh, he totally ramps this stuff yep. up. To the moon, to Mars, and beyond. And beyond. Yes. Past so, Mars. So yesterday, they were announcing the four astronauts who apparently you can say they're going to the moon. They're really kind of going past the moon. It's not really the same, but we'll call it the same. Anyway, they announced them. So before they did so, all the astronauts, or the, at least the candidates for astronauts, came out, all wearing their blue outfits yeah. or whatnot. They came out all together, shaking hands with each other, hugging each other, and then... Your Artemis II crew members are already here in the room with you. Whoa, baby! So they didn't grab roses to give to the four astronauts. Instead, they grabbed four giant moon rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Carry them. You get a moon rock you go, if you're Joe. selected. <laughs> and they go back to the green room. But <laughs> yes, they were there. So the actual astronauts who were named were in the room. She's an engineer who got her start at Goddard and is no stranger to breaking records, logging the longest continuous space flight ever by a woman. Your mission specialist, Christina Hammett Koch. Yeah. So then she asked, surprise, oh, me? Oh. And she walked up there, oh, thank you. No, that part. Waved. <laughs> she came right out and waved. They shook her hand. They all patted okay. her on the back, hugged her and stuff. But she was with the group. And then he did that one after another after another. Jeremy Hansen. <laughs> there you go. All right, Jeremy Hansen. Your starting lineup right. for the lunar launch. to pilot. Victor Glover. Yeah. And he was like, oh, thank you. Oh, they put a crown on him and he was surprised. He was tearing up. They gave him (laughs) some uh, flowers. And then the last one. Reed Wiseman. Yeah. (laughs) That music is real. Yeah, the music is legit. That's exactly how it went down. And then they celebrated. And they all said, okay, so here are the four. And they they talked about it. Okay, so now they're going to fly past the moon and come back around. And then in 2025, that's when they'll actually land on the moon. But that will be four different astronauts who are also hopefully commingling and doing some type of Survivor slash Big Brother show that we can watch at the same time. They should have announced, they should have announced their college and height. As well. <laughs> well, he did. From the University of Michigan at five foot eight inches tall, he your did commander. That. For the lady, he, he did kind of mention that. She's an engineer who got her start at Goddard and is no stranger to breaking records. He didn't give her like weight and height and stuff like that. <laughs> I wanted college too. <laughs> oh right. boy. So, yeah, so now it's official. From now the they're United on the way. United States Naval Academy. I so wish they would have, like, some kind of, like, 
I don't know, romantic interlude, so it's more like The Bachelor. Or they could, like, talk to the astronauts who are PO'd after the fact. So they all knew ahead of time who had been selected. No, no one knew. But, right, would it be I, awesome no, if knew, they brought yeah. them out reality show style <laughs> and they didn't know? Yeah. And then they went and did the interviews, like the one-on-ones, like you see on the shows after. I cannot believe they picked him. Right. I cannot believe they picked That guy's a bird brain. He doesn't know a thing about thermodynamics. I mean, if they want to crash before they get there, that's the guy I would pick first on my list for a failed mission. He doesn't know anything about telemetry. I ran into her in the elevator yesterday, and she was so disrespectful about Bill Nelson. And he's the the administrator. He's the NASA administrator. Bullseye. So anyway, now they're all sniping on each other. How awesome would that have been? How awesome would that be? Not awesome. These are American heroes and one Canadian. To the moon, to Mars, and beyond. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Fifty-eight on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Bilstead, Vince Vitrano, and Greg Pancake Hill, who produces the program. We're closing it out. We'll hand it over to Steve Scafidi for the next few hours. I last saw you at opening day, sir. Um, just wait. One more program note before I leave. Stop sending me the link to the guy peeing <laughs> inside wow. the ballpark yeah. yesterday. We've all seen yes, it. I've seen Did it. Did he get arrested? <laughs> That's a good know. question. I hope we so. did. We, it looks Stop like there's a security guard it. walking past him at one point. I hope so. Stop. Sending it. Yes, I've seen it. Thank you. Hmm. I don't need to see it. What am I supposed to do with that? Pretty much know what it looks like. (laughs) It was right out there in the concourse. Not hiding it. Security around anywhere? Come on, Milwaukee. I'm not going to blame the Brewers for that. That's just some clown who was overserved in the parking lot. Came in and just couldn't handle himself. I mean, at some point you got to move it along, buddy. (laughs) Well, he. Based on the trail that I saw on the floor, he had been <laughs> yeah. moving it along a little bit. Jeez. Mm. Come on. And people just walking by this guy looking at him like, Can I, is this happening? That's like that's like county stadium stuff. Right. I used to have a lot of county stadiums. Don't stadium. do that. Just don't. It happens every day at Wrigley Field. Uh, but for that, the <laughs> ball game turned out pretty nicely, didn't it? Yeah, that's like the perfect scenario for opening day. I mean, come on. A lot of fireworks in there, home runs. Shades of 1970 only reversed, right? Then the they lose 10 to nothing well. in 1970 as their first year as in the county stadium. And then they, they flipped the script. And, and the, yeah, and uh, I don't know if it was um, Dominic or Greg who picked uh, the youngster as their sleeper of the year. And then he hits a grand slam. Grand slam yes. in your American Family Field oh. debut. So a lot of fun was had, and I had a blast. Thanks for your help. Thanks for all the the assistance from all and and Greg Matzik hustling the dugout, and it just was a fun experience. Great, great day at American Family Field, and 150 some more to go. Yes, in this baseball season, absolutely. Well, Nine o'clock, 160, 160. 152 total, but what are we in? 158. Five in now? 158. So, uh, let's, be, let's be exact. I'll let you do the math. Steve Scafidi's next on WTMJ. Well, excited to see all of it. Great day to open the season here at home, and uh, congrats on that first series win as well. Look really forward to talking to you through the season, Coach. Burn! All right, take care, guys.